Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. We had an awesome meeting Friday night, Friday night's intercession, and I'll just tell you this, be watching, you're going to watch um, certain people, you're going to begin to watch the whole pedophile ring uh, connected with um, Epstein and Bill Gates come down in a powerful way, it's going to be starting to be exposed, it's going to start with some exposure in the church, so get ready, and um, then... um, Soros and his B, Black Life Matters, and all his complete racism. He is a racist to the max. Oh! And he's coming down really fast. You're going to watch it. This, we interceded for these three things specifically. Dr. Fauci and the whole lie oh, behind COVID is about to be completely exposed and expelled. And I know we know this, but you weren't here when we prayed. And God released, seriously, probably... I can hundreds of thousands, if not a million angels, just to those three networks that those three have set up. And, and it was powerful. And I'll just be honest, we had such a present of angels in this building on Friday night that it was amazing. So um, Friday nights, you know, come believe in. Don't come if you're not a believer on Friday nights, amen. You gotta believe there is a supernatural realm. You gotta believe that we are the ones, we are the ones. When Karen wrote that song, um, what's it? Push them back, okay. When you do that dance for the push and back, you do it this way. Because you're looking at Jesus and keeping the enemy back. Amen. We're keeping the enemy at bay. It is the church's job to do that. Not the Lord Jesus Christ. He's ever interceding at the right hand of the Father, hoping we'll catch on to this. Amen. Holy Spirit is the power in us to do this, okay? You can't do this because of a dance. You can't do this because you know it should be done. You do this when you come in agreement with the Holy Spirit, who, who is God. He, he raised Christ from the dead. Amen. He has the power. He is, he is the representation of our powerful God. Father, Son, Holy Spirit is God. Amen. All of them are God. They all make up God. And individually, they none make up God. But they'll never be divided. So we don't have to worry about that. Amen. But Holy Spirit, he is here now. He is in charge of the church age. Amen. Which is coming to a close. 1948, when Israel became a nation again, or began to regroup, which is super, supernatural, began the conclusion of the church age. So what's the math? How many years is that from 2021? 72. 72. Is that what you, 72? Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to try math up here right now. I'm not an anointed math person. Okay, whatever it is, it's in the 70s, amen? So know this, God does a lot with the age 70. And so I believe the church age is in full uh, being concluded, amen? And I personally do believe in a rapture once the church age is concluded. And I'll say the reason is because there's enough scripture that says we are the ones holding back the Antichrist. And he cannot come and do what he's supposed to do until we're taken out of the way. 
It's not us personally, it's the Holy Spirit in us leading us. Now, we don't know if it's the whole church, because in that parable, half the church isn't invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. So I would, I would get serious about falling in love with Jesus, amen? But the whole church could go, and there could be a special invitation for the bride of Christ. I don't know, you know, none of us know for sure, amen? What we can know for sure is we can be as hungry for God as we want to be, and we can live our lives completely sold out to him, and then we don't have to be concerned about any of it. Amen? All I know is this. I get to go out on the first trip. Amen? Amen. I'm out on the first trip, whether it's tomorrow, midway, at the end. I don't care. I, I'm, I'm going to be protected from his wrath because he promises. Amen? And, and I'm going to go out on the first trip. Amen? If you want to stay behind after the first group out, do not take the mark of the beast which is exactly what they're trying to practice with the vaccine, okay? The vaccine is not the mark of the beast. I don't care who's telling you it is, it's not. Everyone who takes it will know that they are turning their backs on God and they are serving uh, Satan, okay? It's not even hidden anymore, anyway. Let me tell you this, go watch this. If you miss Friday night, you have to go to Rumble, Okay, you're not going to see this anywhere else. You're not going to see this on YouTube. You're not going to see this on anybody's website. You have to go to Rumble, and you go under, and you go into Rumble, and you go Elijah Streams, and then you put in there Clay Clark, July 7th. You go to, just ask at the end, okay? You go to Rumble. Rumble is like a um, YouTube, but there, it's totally uncensored, okay? So you go to Rumble. You can download it on whatever, and then you go to, you're going to, when you watch this, okay, plus this guy is extremely entertaining, I'll just be honest. Um, he talks so fast, just get ready. He makes me look slow, okay? Um, anyway, so you go to, I really encourage everybody to do this. It's all facts. You can go on Amazon and get his book called, um, what is it called? Something Unmasked. Um, he says it's not on Amazon. It is back on Amazon. It's like eight bucks on Kindle. Um, or you can download it free at his website. But that's a lot of pages going through your, I'd rather pay a couple bucks and just have it. But anyhow. Um, and he gives all the information. He gives the patents. He gives everything. He gives everything about this. This man is brilliant. He hangs out with scholars. And he was prophesied by Kim Clement that God was going to use him and Trump and someone named Gold, who he happens to know, I think she's a Jewish lawyer, to expose this corruption that's going on now. And Kim Clement prophesied that 10 years ago. If you want to know what prophets to trust, trust a dead one. Because they can't make money on this and get a book out and get everybody. Um, I'm not saying you can't trust the others, but you know what I mean. If you prophesy something, you're no longer on the planet. You're not going to try to make money off of it. Amen. And, and then when you watch it come to pass in detail, it's like, oh my gosh. So you can go to Destiny uh, Ministries and watch, uh, watch their reruns. They'll show the things he said. I never watched him when he was around. And I know it's because I was so critical back then, I probably would have touched it and I would have opened myself up to some bad stuff. So I'm really glad God kept me away from watching him. Amen? Can you say amen? You know, God knows who to have watch what when. He knows who to have where when, all right? Um, 
This is not a watered down church, amen. I, I didn't even know what the Johnson Act was and I was already preaching whatever God wanted me to preach, amen. When Trump says, well, I'm the one who gave you the ability to, no, I was preaching it way before any, you were in office. Because what, why do this, why do this if you're not doing it to do what God wants, amen. So anyway, um, so those things we did on uh, um, Friday night, we destroyed the power of the serpent. The power of the serpent is deception. When Satan's name is the serpent, you're going after the spirit of deception. And I encourage everybody, open your eyes and come out of deception. Get away from the QMS. The QMS is deception. Just so you know, it got in there to mess the church up. And, um, and let's be holy, powerful men and women yielded to Holy Ghost. Amen. All of the power that the church is ever going to have, the real power, is going to be because of yielded vessels to the Holy Spirit. I personally don't like the word surrender. It's not in the Bible. Because surrender means I lost. I don't surrender to God. Right? If somebody makes you surrender, you lost. They beat you up and you lost. No, I freely yield to God. Because he's God. Amen? And he's an awesome and he's a good God. So anyway, so I, was, I didn't know what I was going to do, which is usual, but this morning, the Lord, uh, well, actually last night sometime, the Lord's like, I want you to preach on Moses. Okay, so I like to keep things in perspective <laughs> a little bit, amen? So let's go to the book of Acts and see what Stephen talked about Moses right before they killed him. So first we have in Acts 3, we have uh, Peter telling the Jews who Jesus is after they just saw a miracle um, and telling them to repent and convert. And Acts 3.22, For Moses indeed said to the fathers, The Lord your God will raise up to you a prophet from among your brothers, one like me. You shall hear him according to all things, whatever he may speak to you. And it shall be that of every soul, whoever should not hear that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. All right, so we have Peter letting everyone know that Jesus, Jesus is that prophet, amen? So Moses was a foreshadow of what Jesus was gonna do for us, amen? Okay, Acts 7.20, in which time Moses was born and was beautiful to God, who was reared three months in his father's house. And he being exposed, Pharaoh's daughter took him up and reared him for a son of hers. Now, just this is, the king was killing all the babies to try to stop, um, God's deliverer. So that's something because that happened with Jesus too, right? They tried to kill all the babies. So you can see in Moses, you can actually see a foreshadow of the life of Jesus, which is what God does to prepare people to receive. All right. He goes on. And Moses was instructed in all the wisdom of Egyptians and was powerful in words and works. And when a period of 40 years was fulfilled to him, it arose in his heart to look upon his brothers, the son of Israel. So for 40 years, he lived with um, the Pharaoh. And seeing one being wronged, he defended him, and he avenged the one getting the worst, striking the Egyptian. And he thought his brothers would understand that God would give them deliverance by his hand, but they did not understand. A lot of people don't understand the prophets right now who are trying to stir the church up. Most people don't understand that God put his hand on Trump as a deliverer from the deep state, just so you know. Not just here, but from globalism. Okay, this isn't a political thing. This is a God thing. Amen? This is a God thing. And it's kind of neat when you start to study all this, how many things are the same. Now, I hear a lot of prophets thinking they're Moses. 
And truthfully, in this particular situation that we're walking in, it's actually uh, President Trump who was anointed and called by God to be the deliverer in this situation, led of the Holy Spirit. And if you actually study Moses, you can actually see quite a few parallels to uh, Trump blowing it, <laughs> right? Didn't he kind of blast everybody and thought everybody would understand? He would always say to the church, I'm trying to help you. They're out to get you. And that's what Moses was kind of telling the people. So we'll just go over. I just wanted to show you it's here in New Testament, all right? The story about Moses is in New Testament. But let's go back to, to seeing it uh, more clearly. See, I, don't, I, I, feel, I know everybody wants to be out by noon, so this is hard for me because I preach for hours. I'm like, I'm going to have to do a series on a weekend or something. All right, let me find, let me find it in Exodus here. If anybody just she knows where anything's at, I actually don't. Okay, if you don't know that by now, I'm not a detailed person, I'm a concept person, and, and I just don't know where anything's at. I don't even know for sure where the Romans wrote that, but I'm guessing it's in Romans. I just read the part that God wrote. I'm just being honest. I don't separate it and break it up. I just read it and read it and listen to it and listen to it. I'm not saying, I wish I had that other gift like um, uh, Bobby Connor, but I don't. And for whatever reason... Let's just go to Exodus 2.10 and we'll go through it real fast. Okay, so 2.11. It happened in those days, even Moses was grown. He went out to his brothers and looked upon their burdens. And he saw an Egyptian man strike a Hebrew man of his brothers. And he turned here and there and saw that no man was there. And he struck the Egyptian and hit him in the sand. So how many know Moses got a hit of God? Moses got a hit of God and tried to do it in his own strength. I believe right now we need to pray that anyone God's using right now, whether it be um, Mike Lindell, whether it be Trump, whether it be um, all these heroes, to be honest, Sidney Powell, any of these people, um, if the church leaders, whoever is really stepping out right now to see our nation saved, amen, we need to recognize they can't do this in their own strength. And you can make a mess when you try. Amen? And I think, to be honest, I think Trump made quite a mess in certain areas when he was trying. But how many know that just like Moses, I believe Trump is gonna have a burning bush experience. And I believe we need to pray for not only him to have a burning bush experience, which means an encounter with the living God, hey, but we all need one, amen. The church needs an encounter with God, not just a happy, good little time and, and um, some fun time. We need an encounter that scares the devil out of you. Amen. We need an encounter to make you know he's a holy God. I'm, you know, if you flip through the television channels, I don't recommend this. All of a sudden now that Hollywood quote is back and talk shows are back and everybody's unmasked. All the filth is still there. But is the audience. Are we? We need to recognize filthy is filthy. The Lord said, we need to recognize filthy is filthy. Not judge people, recognize what's perverted and what's filthy, and we need to run away from it, not participate in it, not be okay with it. We need to stand up and stop it in our schools or homeschool or take your kid to a Christian school and get a second job or whatever you have to do, amen? You need to protect your children in this hour. You need to always protect your children. Amen? 
We need to recognize what's going on. 2020 is an, how cool is God that 2020 happened in 2020 and 2020 has to do with good vision. In the year 2020, God healed my eyes and I wore glasses just to drive, but my entire life from the time I was like 11 years old until 2020. He totally healed my eyes in 2020. How cool is God? Amen. He's just so cool. He's like so funny. I just think he's so fun. Amen. So he wants us to see the way he sees. He wants us to see this entire thing we're going through now like he sees it. And everybody's like, well, why don't you just preach Bible stories? Well, truthfully, I've got tons of Bible teaching, hundreds and hundreds of hours you can find on the web. But how many know church isn't about coming and hearing Bible stories? Church is about a group of people led by the Holy Spirit coming together to do what God wants to do now. Amen? It's not a program. It's what does he want to do now? What can you go home and do for the king? Amen? What is it we're to do for our nation? And we're, so first we have to wake up. And then we have to be like Moses and realize we cannot do this in the flesh. That doesn't mean our flesh is not going to do some things, right? How many know Moses had to go stand before the Pharaoh and say, and Aaron spoke for him, but he had to say, now think about that when we hear everybody about the prophets, Aaron spoke for Moses. There are prophets today being raised up to speak for um, what God is doing, wanting to use Trump. Amen? Why are you so about Trump? I'm not about Trump. I'm about God and what he's doing. Amen? Amen? Trump isn't even, I remember when God told me Trump was going to win the first go round. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's when all those great Christians were running. I said, oh my gosh, God, is this a judgment on our nation? And he said to me, it depends on what the church does with it. So what the church does with what's going on right now will determine if we're under judgment or if we're getting deliverance. A church that doesn't know she needs deliverance is blind. If you don't think that the America needs deliverance, then how many Christian out of, let's say you have a hundred channels on your cable. How many of those are seriously decent channels, percentage wise? Nothing compared to how many are perverted. Amen? And, and how many shows, right? Okay, wait a minute. We're a Christian nation and our media is probably 80 to 90% demonic. The music. Okay, at least 80% demonic. Right? Right? Okay. Education. Okay, so we're, we call ourselves a Christian nation. And we have a large population of Christians in this nation. They say at least 33% are really born again Christians. Praise God. What is wrong with us that 33% or whatever it is, 33% say they're Christians, about actually 80% say they're Christians, but they're saying real born again Christians, about 33%. Okay, the people who operate in pure um, delusion and perversion who need deliverance, but who may really love God, those who call themselves trans, which isn't even a real word, amen, amen, that whole community was less than 3% of the population, was two. Now it's getting up more because they're pushing it and pushing it. It's a lot less than how many Christians there are. 
But look how much influence they're having in our education, in our schools, in what we can say in social media. Something's wrong when the devil's small group can have a greater influence than those people filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, and the problem is, is we're too used to it because we all want to water it down. Now, if you watch this Clay Clark guy, he's, so, he's a really good speaker. We get, it's time to be loud. Okay, I'm being loud today. I believe with all my heart the Democratic Party is demonized. Okay? And we lost some people because we're in a racial church and all this and that. I'm so thankful to see black Christians or any, any, anybody who will stand up and say, Dude, how dare you take my skin color or my gender given to me by God and compare it to perversion? There's no comparison. There's no, com it's like comparing, oh, I won't even say that. It's like, I'll be biblical. It's like comparing dung to the best cooked meal you could think of. They're not both edible. And yet we have bought the lie and come into the deception of the serpent and the delusion. All the way to the point of being okay with them teaching our children to hate their own skin color or to hate each other. And how, how many can just kind of do the math and figure out seriously when 80% of, of our nation is Caucasian or European background and you're gonna try to stir up hatred there in a big way and not expect everything to go back to worse than it used to be. And that's what the devil's up to. When finally people were embracing each other. And finally people were getting past some of the things. And most of and if you're my age, our childhood. Amen? Really past it. We laugh around here. It's like too late. We got too much interracial marriages in this church. We got too many people who are good friends with too many people of different skin. We're like way past it. Amen. You, you can preach it all you want and try all you want. We're not going to buy it. But if you're a Christian, we should have been saying that for years. Amen. Amen. So we are looking at two things. And um, um, Rick Joyner talks about this. We're actually looking at a civil war and a revolutionary war all at once happening in our nation. Okay, these things really happened by the hand of God. There was real bloodshed. Does everybody get that? We, we are, mm, the charismatic and faith movement church, to be honest, are living in la-la land, like the playground, thinking that nothing bad can ever happen. Can I get an amen? How many know during the Revolutionary War, a lot of people died, but God's hand was in it? Amen? God's hand was in it. Why? Because there's, there's a bigger purpose. How many know the Civil War? It was more God's hand in it than Abraham Lincoln's. God literally almost made Abraham Lincoln lose his sound mind to do this thing. On the night of the election, the stolen election, which we watched, I don't, this will be fun seeing if this one gets on Facebook or not, that we watched, watching Jay Sekulow, as it got stolen. And we saw all the commotion and everything. And we were praying, and I know Talia was there, a few of us were there, 
And God put on my heart, he goes, nobody's seeing what I'm really, what I'm really, really wanting. Can I tell you what God wants more than anything else to stop in America? Giving our babies to Baal. Okay. Now, if you go listen to Clay Clark, who is not some crazy religious guy, just so you know, he is a well-known uh, entrepreneur who has buku bucks, is a brilliant guy, hangs out with the smartest people out there, and he's done the research, and they are really killing babies in this globalism mess. Selling baby parts, eating babies, doing some really horrific stuff. If you listen to this, you're going to be shocked. This is all about to come out in the open. And when you see it, you should go, how evil is that? And how could we have our eyes closed for so long? Does anybody else understand that people should be able to take their child into a store and not worry about somebody kidnapping them to sell them for sex, and that that should be like the number one screaming thing. Abortion number one, that should be number two. And we're looking back at slavery that's been over for hundreds, hundred years. While they're enslaving us, while they're killing babies, mainly black, percentage-wise. Amen? I'm just being honest. We need to wake up. We need to wake up. We, if you want cute church, this isn't it. You know, you can hide your head in the sand for a long time and think you're not touched because it's not affecting you, but you don't realize it's affecting you. That's how Hitler took over Germany. Amen? But more important than any of that, I want to live for God. He could have put me in a nation that was extremely antichrist. He could have put me in China where Satan has his throne. But because he didn't, ho, oh, he expects me to be light in a way that's bold. Amen? In a way to believe for them to get free. Amen? So he's raising up, led by his spirit. Jesus was a Moses, and, and how, we're not getting that, we don't have time. Get it, think of it. Where, what did Jesus deliver us from? The kingdom of darkness. And he didn't do it in a way, he did it in a way that looked like he lost. Until you knew he won. And that you really don't know he won unless you know by faith. Amen. And unless his Holy Spirit comes into you, all of this seems ridiculous. Can I say this? I am no longer, not that I ever have, watering down the gospel of Jesus Christ into some cute little story that intellectually you can buy into. We have the wildest, wildest, wildest reality in the kingdom. Amen? We have God himself living inside of us. Inside of us. Our kids, when they're born again. My daughter had God living in her at the age of three. Amen? You kids, if you're born again, you got God living in you. You ought to walk around like, I got God living in here. I can't wait till the day when the kids get this and walk through school and their friends are falling out. And they go, what's going on? Oh, nobody worries. Everybody's fine with the witchcraft bunch of mess of perversion doing this kind of stuff. No, we need to walk in and know. I remember when this pastor was going to come up and um, 
they, were, they weren't actually thrilled with me at this church because they didn't know how to control me. And so they were walking up to pray, and they fell out. And they were supposed to pray for me. You know, they're praying for us to fall out. And when they got to me, they fell out. And I thought, Lord, you're so funny. Amen? Lord, you're so funny. Amen. We've got the power of God in us. Jesus Christ paid the price, exactly how he had to do it. We're not going to get all that. We've got teaching on it. He did exactly what he had to do, led by his father. Amen. What was already planned before the foundations of the earth were set. He already did what had to be done to deliver us from darkness. So we need to stay delivered. Amen. We need to live delivered. Not self-righteous. Self-righteous is a Pharisee spirit. Amen. It's a religious spirit that attacks the real. So my righteousness is in Christ. My righteousness is not in me. Amen? Does everybody know if God decides that he's not doing anything else for you at all, you can't do anything? You can say all the right words. You can read all the right books. You can listen to all the right CDs. You can do anything you want. But if Christ isn't doing it in you, it's nothing. Amen? Amen? You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. He already gave it to you. And he gave his spirit to you. The greatest mystery of all time was that God would have his own spirit. Our wonderful, glorious, holy spirit. Because he's a spirit, he can go inside of you and in 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 me and everybody watching and live there for real in his fullness. How cool is God? So why are we afraid? But we need to get bold. Not in arrogance and self-righteousness. We need to live holy. Not with our own works. It's very easy to live holy when you listen to Holy Spirit who tells you how filthy that is that you're about to watch and you turn it off. Amen? Amen? We, we have everything awesome in God. But we've tried to make it so religious that all the really exciting stuff, nobody wants to look at. I love that God can shake me. Amen? I mean, he can really shake me. Somebody shakes me so hard, it's like, Lord, I'm getting a little bit old, Lord, help. He used to spin me so fast, I'd get so dizzy. I thought, Lord, what? Am you see what David, how David danced, amen? He's so wild. I even went into a dressing room. Years ago when the Lord gave me signs and wonders and shaking. Because I wanted to make sure what I was wearing would shake okay. You know what I'm saying? And so I go in the dressing room and the Holy Spirit, he'd shake me in front of the mirror to make sure that whatever I was wearing was appropriate for shaking. And my sister walked in one time and she said, Cindy, are you in here? She said, you're in here, aren't you? <laughs> See, he's our friend. He's our friend. He's not just to pick him up on Sunday morning because I'm going to church or Friday night or Tuesday night if you go here. He, he's, you wake up and you talk to him. And when you feel, and it's not about spiritual activities, amen? Sometimes when you feel the most, I'm always like, Lord, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. He's like, just go take care of your garden. Tuesday night, I'll tell you about bugs in the garden, okay? And how to get the bugs out of your personal gardens. So, anyway, so let's go back to this. So he did his own strength, and then he hit him. 
goes out. This is Exodus 2.13. He went out on the second day and behold, two men, these Hebrews were fighting. And he said to the guilty one, why should you strike your neighbor? <laughs> and he said, who appointed you as a man, a ruler, a judge over us? Aren't you the one who killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, surely this thing is known. All right. How many know that the stuff you've done, the devil wants to use what you've done in the past, just like he did as we watched the politicians and all this stuff. He wants to use the stuff you've done in the past to stop you from walking into your calling. Most of the things the enemy had you do in the past, led you to do in the past, were purposely picked for you by the enemy because he could see the calling on your life. But once you encounter God, it took, it took Moses running away, getting away from his calling. Amen? And you guys can apply this to what's happening now in our country if you want to. He had to get away and have his really own encounters with God. Amen. He had to get away and be changed by encountering God. So right now we need to pray that whoever God is calling in our nation in any form of leadership has their own true encounters with God. Amen. We need to be praying for that kind of encounter for Trump or um, the person in Florida. Yeah. You know, have you seen the attacks on him from the enemy with that building falling and now another building was closed and now they just had um, something else just happened. I can't remember what it was, but like yesterday, oh, um, they closed the airport in Fort Lauderdale and all these things are happening. How many know all that's arranged by the enemy? Now, we don't know how much people are behind what's arranged by the enemy and how much is just the enemy and it, it all comes together. But how many know as believers it doesn't really matter? Amen? Because we only wrestle against spiritual things. We don't wrestle against people. Amen? We only fight spiritual things. Does everybody get that? You got to keep your heart above fighting human things. Amen? And you have to get into place. But we have to have faith that when we fight, it's real. But it's like, but you can't really see it. No, that's called faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, not yet seen. It's the atmosphere that we live in as believers. And you gotta, you gotta let your intellect get out of the way. Well, how do you know it's real? Because you know him who is real. And you look at the fruit in people's lives and you look at things. How many in here can honestly say you have personally in your close-knit family group experienced a miracle that had to be because of God? Look how many people, all right? So, how many know God's alive? Amen? Amen? Amen. God's really doing his God thing. We've got to start testifying about who he is. We overcome by the blood of the lamb, what he's done, and the word of our testimonies. Amen? What is going on in our lives? We need to be testifying now what God is saying. That's one good thing that the prophets are doing right now. What is God saying about this? What is God saying about this? Okay, because it doesn't have to be like this. If you lived in another nation, you couldn't be saying these things. You can look at the book of revelation and you can see the different churches and you can find out there's different things required of different churches some churches don't get to escape some of this amen but he chose to put us in america amen 
And he chose to make us light and he chose to give us the voice to do what needs to be done and to pray to see that Israel's protected. Amen. And he's called us to that. If we choose not to do that because we become too much like Babylon or the world, amen, then he's going to, dest- he's going to let America be judged and destroyed. Can I get an amen? Okay. And, and it's not up to, I don't, hmm. I'm in a kingdom that cannot be shaken. So if I was like the Heidi and Rollin Baker in an area where they're getting plummeted, they're still full of joy. They're still full of peace. They're still light. They don't care if they die for the gospel. Amen? Amen? So what I'm saying is it doesn't matter as long as I'm where God wants me to be. I'm not trying to hold on to the things in this world. Although I do like them, don't you guys? I mean, I do. I, I like, I got to sit out in my deck yesterday with a water mister throwing water at me, reading um, uh, Clay clay's wife's book about his son now i see or whatever it is um and it was so fun and and i got to drink some lemonade and i even had a snickers ice cream bar amen (laughs) i mean i liked it okay but if i can't have the snicker bar and i can't have the misting machine and you know whatever else i'm okay with it amen i'm okay with it but I'm not going to live like I don't have it when I have it. Amen. I'm trying to make the, I'm trying to make the non-believers jealous and not want to stay away from us. Amen. All right. Anyway. All right. Now, this attitude, we've got to watch in Exodus 2.14. Who appointed you as a man, a ruler, and a judge over us? We need to begin to see if God has appointed someone that's when we need to pay attention. Amen? We need to look for the anointing. Not for how big, how many people are in a building. I can promise you this. You want me to promise you this? When God does this next outpouring, this building is going to be full. Seven days a week. Probably 24 hours a day. We need to pray in more people who can minister. Amen? We, we've got to know how to cast out demons. Because they're, they're putting demons in our children in the school when they watch Harry Potter. All right? You cannot watch Harry Potter and quote uh, uh, a curse without a demon coming in. Okay? You can't even get a tattoo without a demon coming in. Just telling you. This woman's... Yeah, I am totally about holy. Amen? I'm totally about, I, I don't have, I'm just, and we sit here and act like, well, it's okay because the culture does it now. It's not okay because the demonic, because we let the culture become demonic. Amen? And we need to quit just thinking about our own. I was probably guilty of that. So my kids are in Christian school. We got this. We take care of this. We don't watch this stuff on TV. Uh-huh. And Lord's like, you know, this isn't just about you and your little family. This is about his kingdom come. Amen? This is about his will be done. We need to start getting that heart for those who don't know him. Not judging them, setting them free. Moses was called to rescue a certain people group. Amen? Amen? Jesus was called to rescue the entire world. We're in the end times, folks. Okay, we are in the end times. I don't know how into the end. The bride's not perfected yet. If I said, well, prophecy hasn't happened. <laughs> that bride, she's not in unity with the Holy Spirit. She can't say come yet 
in unity with the Holy Spirit so Christ can't come yet. That prophecy is not fulfilled. Even if they just put a bunch of satellites up there to preach the gospel to the world, we're close. And all the technology, all the technology is available for the Antichrist, all of it, to, to completely fulfill prophecy. But that bride's not ready. Like, she don't have her makeup on. She got curlers in her hair. She's got, she doesn't even know where her wedding white dress is, amen? She don't even know. She's out looking at all these off-color dresses, amen? Amen? That's the last prophecy before his return. Whether you like it or not, it is. It says, it doesn't say the church calls ready. It doesn't say it's so bad down here, he has to come back. It doesn't say that, you guys. It says that the bride has made herself ready. And the Holy Spirit recognizes that the bride has made herself ready. And so the Holy Spirit and the bride in unity say, come Lord Jesus. How many know we're not near that? How many know there's going to be a move of the Holy Spirit, an apostolic move of the Holy Spirit to bring that about? Amen? Amen? Can I say, and if you listen to me, the harlot bride is ready. She's killing babies, eating baby parts, horrible, horrible stuff. Perversion, you can't even imagine, trying to get it legalized, amen? She does all kinds of drugs. She lives luxurious lives, like she doesn't need a water mister because she's probably, you know, who knows what all they have. Yeah, I don't care. I'm just saying, she lives this totally wasteful life never caring about the things of God and they really think because they have so much money that they're everything they're the God of mammon amen but they're filthy they're pushing uh, racism while well, they think they're above it they're pushing murder violence they're doing all these things they're hypocrites to the max amen that bride of the harlot is ready it's called the Babylon it's called Babylon amen that Babylon bride is ready Satan always forces those who serve him to do what he wants. Holy Spirit doesn't do it that way. Holy Spirit waits until you draw near to him. Holy Spirit waits until you're hungry for him. Holy Spirit waits until you say yes to his conviction. Amen. Holy Spirit will never force us to be holy because he's holy. He'll keep wooing us, calling us, drawing us, revealing things to us. And then when we finally open up our hearts and say, God, I want you. I only want you. I want you. I want your ways. I want you. Then wham, he's right there and it's awesome. And they're like, why did I wait so long? Oh, if I had known him like this when I was a kid, how awesome. Or a teenager or just newly married. I kind of started finding out really quick after that. Thank goodness I was pretty young. You know, I was saved at seven, but I didn't know any of this. I went through the whole process to get to the place where he's brought me to, amen? And I've been through some horrific things to get here. Things to kill me, to die to self. But you can actually die to self just being hungry for him. You don't have to go through bad things. That's my, my heart is to get you so hungry for him that Satan loses any power or authority to attack you. Ho! And to win. No weapon formed against me is going to prosper. Amen? They're going to be formed, but they're not going to prosper. 
And that's not pretended faith. That's walking with God and talking to God and hearing God. Amen. And believing he is who he says that he is. All right. So. Pharaoh heard this word and he sought to kill Moses. And Moses fled from before Pharaoh and lived in the land of Midian. All right. How many know right now there is a knowing that there is an activity now to stop the deep state or the globalist? How many know that wasn't true just a few years ago? Right? So we are finally, which is kind of exciting, because we've all been blind and half the world is still blind. We are finally in this straight out, bold battle saying, this isn't right. You can't shut us down because we still live in a country where you can't shut us down. Ho! Amen. We are fighting now boldly for truth and righteousness and justice. Amen. Amen. So we're not running from Pharaoh in America because he doesn't own America. Amen. Whew. We've got to leave our slavery to the world and come into what he's called us to be in the USA. Amen. We do not live in a different nation. We live in a nation that is supposed to be light, but we have become too much like darkness. I'm not talking about self-righteousness. Self-righteousness turned people off. Amen. See, once Moses encountered God, then his past where he failed no longer could stop his boldness in doing what God called him to do. Amen? It, it's where I have failed can no longer affect what I'm going to do. Why? Because number one, it's under the blood of Christ. But number two, I'm led by the Holy Spirit. See, I'm actually led by the Holy Spirit. Like, what was that? Was my mic fall? Something. Oh, somebody over there fell. <laughs> My microphone, I'm like, oh, I'm feeling. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Margaret, behave. All right, so I want you to see our past should not stop our now from being led by God. Amen? Come on Tuesday nights and get free. We are going to have to heal the brokenhearted. We are going to see this place filled up with women who've been, and, and boys, who've been sex trafficked. And it's not going to be a cute little message. We're going to have to cast demons out of them in a way that doesn't freak them out and abuse them. Amen. We're going to have to show them how much God loves them. We're going to have to see God heal them through his gifts of his spirit. Amen. And nurture them into wholeness. How many of the bride's not ready? The church is so not ready for what God wants to do right now. And he's going to have to do, he's going to do it because something has to happen to stop how the harlot bride has made herself ready. Amen? Because we've been blind as the church. First thing we need to do is just repent for letting all this go on and just turning a blind eye to it and repent for any part of perversion you've played in and mean it. Because remember, he's going to judge his house first, so get ready. He's going to judge his house first. He's been doing that for a few years, but from what I've heard, it's about to get really bad. 
How many are okay? Judge it, Lord. You've already taken care of our hearts. We've already put everything before you. You've already healed us. You've already delivered us. We're not who we used to be. You've already set us free. And Lord, you've set us free from condemnation. I mean, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus. That's why Tuesday nights are powerful. Tuesday nights, you learn to get free from condemnation and you no longer identify with your past sin. Amen. You don't even identify with your current sin. You recognize you need to get rid of it. If you have it going on, let's get rid of it. Amen. All right. All right. I don't want to, I'm not going to go over the whole story. I just don't have time. I'm trying to get to some of this. Um, so Moses goes out and he starts to serve. And as he serves, Exodus 2:19, an Egyptian man rescued, the, the daughters are saying, an Egyptian man rescued us from the hand of the shepherds and he drew for us and watered the flock. And this man said to his daughters, and where is he? Why, have, why then have you left the man? Call him and let him eat bread. Right. So we see that Moses goes through this season after trying to do something, but he's not ready yet, right? He's not ready yet. So he has to go away for a while and live a semi-normal life. I think in some ways, um, the reason that God is allowing us to go through um, a stolen event that happened in November is because I don't believe that the leaders who are supposed to be helping, being led by God to deliver this, are ready. I know the church hasn't been ready, amen? So we're in the great awakening because the church has got to do her part to pray, amen? To intercede, to find out what God's doing, to really believe it, to, to organize, to stir up, to get people to do something. Moses had to literally do something, right? He had to go and hold the staff up. He had to talk to the Pharaoh. He had to get bold. He had to get free from fear. So God is right now stirring everybody up. Amen. Oh, look at the baby. He's stirring everybody up to do what we need to be doing. And let me tell you this. How many know most of church is asleep? Or just acting like this is just normal days. This is not normal days. If 2020 did not show you that we're not living in normal times. I love how people pretty much in most places are like, forget it, we're not doing this anymore. Amen? Like, I was at Nags Head last week, had a great time. You would never know. Except a few shops, you know, the employees still had to, you know, cover up. Remember the Lord gave me the scripture, when he unmasks us, it's time to train. So we are now in training. Amen? What are we training for? We are training to be light in darkness. We are training to be led by God to win this thing. Amen? You know, when God delivered the people out of Egypt, and I don't really have time to look at it. I'll just tell you what the story. You guys go read it. Okay. When he was delivering the people out of Egypt, a lot of the people, when it didn't go smooth, said, why did you bring us out here? Why didn't you just let us stay in Egypt? We were used to that. Whew. That's the problem with the church. We're used to garbage being on TV. Even if we don't watch it, we're used to knowing that everybody else is watching it. We're used to pumping gas and hearing horrifically filthy music played while they're telling us you can't watch, what is it, get rid of Dr. Seuss or whatever? It's ridiculous. How ridiculous. Don't do Dr. Seuss. And the same people are playing music so loud that it's filthy, 
filthy, filthy, filthy words and straight out lyrics and you can't get away from it and we supposedly live in a Christian nation. Amen? Amen? We have to awaken to the reality we have got to be led by God to take our nation back for his glory. Ho! To be light. How can we be light when our nation <laughs> is behind more of the pornography and child trafficking and everything else than any other nation in the world? A nation divided can't stand. Our nation is divided. And we are in that civil war. We are in two wars. Our civil war is a war for righteousness. Amen? And the Revolutionary War is a war against the control and tyrants. Amen? We are fighting both of those wars at one time. Why on earth do we think we could win? Do you want me to tell you why I think we can win? Because when I was praying this way back, the Lord said, would you look at one of my names and look at it and look at it? He is the Lord of the host. He is the commander of the army of angels, people. Jesus Christ himself is in charge of this battle. Does anybody think a fallen demon could beat the king of kings? He can't, except... God has chosen, mm, he's chosen to do this through his weapons. What is the weapon he's given to us that we need to be using every day? Well, the word of God. So don't just pray, pray God's word. Quit being so lazy, go find his word, look up what you need to look up, be led by his spirit and pray his word into situations. What's another weapon? What, what's a, huh? Yeah, praise, mm, I don't, I don't know if praise is it's a weapon, I'm just going to be honest. I enter his courts with praise. So actually being face to face with him and hanging out with him and getting strategy from him, that gives me a know-how. I never praise him to win warfare. I don't even like that concept. I mean, the song's good. Amen. The truth is, when I praise him, it does destroy the enemy. But there's a big difference in am I praising him to destroy the enemy or am I praising him? Do you see? There's a big difference. If I'm praising him to destroy the enemy, my focus is on the enemy and it's not real praise. Ho! If I'm praising him because of who he is and then that puts me in the center of his will and I'm hidden in Christ, Satan can't get to me. Okay? So, so we can say... <laughs> two people can say the same thing and one it actually is they're hidden in Christ and one they're actually misfocused I certainly don't worship him to stop the enemy worship is intimacy with the Lord because of who he is and how good he is and when I'm in that intimate place with him and in love with him and falling more in love with him and trusting him more and in love with his word and falling in love with who he is and everything about him in my heart cries out for more of him he protects me because I'm his but my worship doesn't protect me. <sighs> Do you get what I'm saying? See, mm, it's, mm, it's almost like prostitution. Some of the ways that immaturity has taken some of these really holy things and made them 
what they're not. Our focus is never to be the enemy. That's why even when he gave us that song, um, push, push back the enemy, the Lord goes, don't push him back this way like you're looking at him. Push him back this way like you're looking at me. Who we're looking at has a lot to do with how this is going to work. Amen? Amen? And anything you do, anything you do, you have to do it in faith in who God is. You have to. Everything else is actually feeding the enemy. Amen? And so, so binding and loosing, all right? Binding and loosing. Hmm. All right, get this. Binding and loosing, for real, is what God has given to his church that operates in unity with what he's doing in the spirit realm. If you haven't bound or loosed anything this week, what are you wasting your time for? See, when we just pray and say, oh, God, do this, God, do this. I remember as I told you the service, five in church, I said, God, would you move in this service? Oh, God, would you move in this service? I'm like, God, please move. And the Holy Spirit said to me, quit telling me what to do. I'm like, I said, what, what? He said, I already know what I want to do. I'm not asking you to order my steps. I said, well, Lord, this is, I read it in somebody's book. I'm supposed to do this. He said, well, quit reading their book. I said, well, what do I do? He says, yield to me. I said, yield to you? I said, okay, Lord, I yield. He goes, no, no, really yield to me. People, when I yield to him, and I'll, some of y'all run out of here after this. I got up, Karen fell out on the floor. She's in her sister. She's bouncing like a ball for like an hour on the floor. I got up in a church. This was my first time at this church. God had me run around that place. It's about a 200 people church. And get over it. He had me lay hands on every man's head in that church. You Jezebel. Like, oh my gosh. I'm sitting there and I'm so high in the Holy Ghost. I went, and I mean, even had me go up on the platform and pray for the drummer. Only person to have me lay hands on was the pastor. Every man in that church broke out dancing. Every man in that church broke out dancing. And all the women just started laughing and dancing. And I said to God, like, why didn't you have me pray for the women? He says, they're ready to dance. They just got all the tightness around them with their husbands. Don't act crazy at church. And I thought, after, after it, I was like, oh, and while I was doing it, I sound like a dove cooing, okay? So y'all think, oh, I'm so yielded to God. Y'all haven't yielded to God. I haven't seen y'all yield to God in this place hardly ever. God has weapons you know not of, amen? It's called yield to him. Holy Spirit revival broke out there. People were crying, people were thanking me. But as soon as I got back, I thought, oh my God, what have I done? Karen's bouncing on the floor. I'm like, Lord have mercy. And God shook everything that could be shooken at that church over time. How many know? How, how many can say right now, okay, I probably haven't overly yielded to God? Come on, y'all. Okay, all right, I'm gonna prove it. Do y'all really think everything on the earth would look like this if the church was yielding to Holy Spirit? Do you think this service would look like this if everybody was yielding to Holy Spirit? Do you think anywhere you've ever been would look like it does if everybody yielded to Holy Spirit? How many of the devil's crew yield to him? And then they get pure bondage and then they have no choice. That's why, that's why the enemy stuff can look like the devil wants it to look faster. 
God has this thing. I want you to want to work with me. I want you to want to. It doesn't mean everybody's going to ever do what I just said, okay? Everybody has different callings, all right? Like, he knows how to prepare you to be persecuted for righteousness sake. Amen? What he wants is a people who will do what he wants. So binding and loosing, we're going to get right in with this. Binding and loosing, okay. He says in his word, where's that scripture at? Somebody... I need some Baptists in here who know where scriptures are. So everybody, pray us in a Baptist who knows where all the scriptures are. What, what were those people who knew all that? Navigators or something? Back in, the, back in the 60s or something? Anyway, we need some of those people in this church. Lord, please send us somebody who knows where every scripture is. So when I say this, they can just... Thank you, ma'am. I know, but she still looked it up on her thing. Those other people, they just like... It's like Okay, all right, Matthew 16, 16, 19. Okay, thank you. All right, listen to this, because when God gives us weapons, we need to use his weapons. Most people's prayers seem to take forever to get answered because they're not praying the way God has put in his word for us to pray. I'm not gonna get into all that. We have teaching on it. But you need to pray different if what you've done hasn't worked, amen? And you have to get in his word. Okay, he says, okay, first of all, all right, you gotta get this. First, we gotta get the keys, all right, how did Peter get the keys? How do you even get this king? Let me say this, everybody doesn't have this key yet. Do you see how much we have to do? Not do, we have to yield. We have to quit having these cute little verses. All right, here he says, all right. Jesus said, whom do you say me to be? 1615, answering Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And answering, Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. My Father in heaven. Okay. Jesus is like, wow. Peter just got a word from the Father. Okay. Then Jesus says, Blessed are you. My Father reveals to you. And also... And I also say to you that you are Peter. On this rock I will build my assembly and the gates of Hades will not prevail against her. All right. What was, he's not building his church on Peter. Okay, that's a Catholicism lie. All right. What is he building his church on? That, what, what do we have to build our lives on for Satan not to prevail? The revelations that we get from the Father about the son. Amen? In other words, when your spirit goes, yeah, yeah, that's God revealing it to you. When your head goes, oh, that sounds good, maybe that's true, that's not. Amen? So God wants, he wants to be the supernatural God. He wants you, when you read the word, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal things to you. But your motive has to be pure. What's the motive? I wanna know. <laughs> I want to know who you are, God. I want to know what you want, God. I want to know how you think, God. I want to know you. That's the only pure motive. Not, well, I want to know more than everybody else, or I want to write a book, or I want to... Those are all impure motives. God, I just want to understand you and to know you. I just want to walk with you. I just want to get this thing, God. When that's your motive, and you read his word, he's going to reveal things to you. Amen? And then Jesus says this powerful thing. Wow, 
when you really want truth and you let the Father reveal it to you through revelation, the devil cannot win. The gates of hell themselves cannot win against a church that's built on hearing from the Father about the Son. Amen? And then he says, this is what we get. He says, because of this, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Now, I like to be practical when I do this so you get something real out of it. Amen? You need to go home and begin to ask the Holy Spirit for the right motive, number one, to want to hear from the Father or to hear from God. Amen? You want the right motive, which is I just want to know. I want to know God. I want to understand his ways. I want to hear him. I want to know what's going on with him. I want to really know him. Amen? And then ask him, make my motive pure. And then say, Holy Spirit, I want revelation of who Jesus is. I want when I read the word, I want it to jump off the page who he really is, what he's really like, how much he really loves me, things he's really done. I want to be one of those people like Peter who gets a revelation from the Father about the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? And then when you get that, when you get to that place, he's going to give you the keys to the kingdom. So let me just say, there's a lot of people in churches today who do not have the keys to the kingdom. That's why not much is being done. But when you get the keys to the kingdom, all right, I will give to you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Here's the keys. Whatever you bind on earth shall occur. Now, bind could be um, forbid, whatever you forbid, whatever you say can't happen, whatever you say this can't happen. I'm, I'm personally forbidding the first woman president to be someone who stole it. Oh. I'm forbidding that. Amen? I'm just forbidding. Do you have, I'm just doing it. That's probably why somebody's still walking around not knowing anything this long. Ho! Oh. Let him just walk around not knowing anything because I forbid someone taking that position that belongs to whoever God calls to that position. That honor should be bestowed on someone that God has chosen. Ho! Oh. That's real. Both being a woman of color but, and just being a woman. Two, two of the things we haven't seen yet in the highest position in this nation. And I personally don't care. I'm not trying to vote if they are or not. I just want whoever God wants. Amen? But I definitely don't want that taken and stolen by someone who God didn't give it to. Amen? So I forbid it. I even had a dream. Had a powerful dream. And then other prophets have had this dream. But where that person was about to take over office and the Lion of Judah jumped up and growled and they put, took that person off to jail. Ho! And then we acted that dream out here because we do prophetic warfare. So I know that people are like, well, they need to get, well, they may need to get somebody else out, but it ain't going to be that way. Ain't's not a real word, kids. Don't say that. It's not going to be that way. Amen. All right. So whatever you bind on earth shall occur because it's then bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on the earth shall be because it's been loosed in heaven. All right. I want you to get this. All right, I want you to get this because most people don't get this. I didn't get this till recently. My part as a human being filled with God, a new creation in Christ, my part in spiritual warfare, okay, 
My part is to come in agreement with the Lord of hosts. He does the spiritual part. I call the shots in the natural. Led by his spirit. Amen. Led by his spirit. So when I can connect with his spirit and he's like, you know what? I don't want this to happen. And you're like, wow, I don't want this to happen. Well, you're, and it's like, you're the one on the earth. You bind it. So I said, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I don't want this to happen. I take authority over it happening. Oh, now you've got to be in agreement with Christ. Amen. He's in charge of this. Could you imagine? I don't recommend this movie, but if anybody saw that movie, what was it? The, the Bruce, the guy who played God, Bruce Almighty. Don't watch it. Kids don't watch it. But the, the theory behind that was pretty interesting because everybody was praying and whatever they prayed, this guy who took the place of God just did it. Like God took a holiday and gave it to this guy who thought he was smarter than God. And so um, it just has some mm, stuff in there. But anyway, but all kinds of crazy stuff was happening because these people wanted it to rain. They did want to rain. They wanted this to happen. They, and it was crazy. Well, that's what would happen if literally we could do this without God. Amen? Amen? Because us beach people would never let you have rain for your gardens. Now that I'm a garden and a beach person, I'm like going to combine this thing. Amen. But I'm just saying, we'd all be so selfish. So this is God saying, when you hear from the Father and you get revelation from the Father and you know who the Son is and you want the Son revealed to you, then I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. Now, when you're connected with me in that way and walking in the kingdom, whatever you take authority over on the earth and bind or loose, it'll be done. You do the earth part, then I will do the angelic part. How? Because he's the Lord of hosts. Now, if you would pray like this, first of all, get to that place of revelation. Ask for pure motives. Ask him to help you to get there. Mm. Okay, you can't get there because you want to bind and loose. See, there's no manipulation in the kingdom. So you got to have a pure heart that actually seriously wants to know Jesus. Who he is, what this is about, who he really is. You've got to have that heart. See, I, people used to say, with the faith movement, you know, they say name and claim it, all this. And they said, well, you're trying to manipulate God. Well, my thing is, can you? So why worry about it? Amen? You can't manipulate God. You can be self-deceived, but you can't manipulate God. He even says in his word, when you ask and you don't receive it, it's because your motives are wrong. He says it in his word. He says, if you ask he says, ask anything, believe without doubt, and it'll be done for you by your Father in heaven. If you ask and it doesn't happen, it's because your motives are wrong. So I always say, go after the motive. Lord, show me my motive. Deal with my heart issues. Let me have your heart. Amen? But let me say this, practice as you're getting there, and some of you are already there. We need to take these keys seriously, because that's how he says we come in, a, that's how we operate as his army on the earth while he is operating in the spirit realm. So do you see what I'm saying? Because he is, he is the commander. He is the Lord of the host, right? He's in charge of the angels. How many know it can all happen? Like it wouldn't be this bad, right? What he's waiting for is us to want a pure revelation of him from the father. He's waiting for us to have pure motives to want to know our God. That's it. He wants us to want to know our God. How cool is that? How simple is that? 
And he goes, when you get to the place of really wanting to know who I am and letting the Father reveal who I am to you, Jesus, who Jesus is, when you get to that place, Satan cannot overcome you. When my church gets to that place, Satan will lose all his authority and power. And then I'm going to give you these weapons of warfare that are powerful. Amen? How many know we are in training? We're in training. We got to quit doing the same messages over and over and over. He's like, goodness gracious, just say it once, put it on a video, stick it up there, and then give us something new. Amen? I'm not, I'm not trying to be, I'm like, please, get more than one revelation, everybody. We need as much revelation right now as we can have from his word, from his word, from his word, amen, about who he is. So I hardly got into this. I'll probably pick this up next week because um, I really want you to see what happened when Moses went and, and divided um, and parted the Red Seas, how he worked with God, how that happened, and then what happened after that. Because I have a feeling the church is going to go into a wilderness and it's not what everybody's thinking. Does that mean you, you're saying there's not going to be an outpouring? No, I think it's going to take an outpouring to put us in the wilderness. I think it's going to take an apostolic outpouring to correct the church, to bring the church to a place of maturity, to bring the church of knowing who God is, walking with God, trusting God. I think, well, let me just even say this. Has anybody ever looked what happened when they went in the promised land? All the giants are there. How many know we're not even in the promised land and people can't handle what's going on? So God's got a lot to do in his church. Amen? I'm not saying 100 years. He could do things fast. If we would cooperate, it'd be done really fast. Amen? But we're going to talk more next week about where is he really taking us? What is he looking for? And what can I actually do? All right? So I told you this week what you could do, right? Deal with your motives. Deal with your motives. Start getting bold Ask Holy Spirit to really reveal, or the Father. Jesus, Holy Spirit is called the Father too, by the way. Who is Jesus? Who, who is he really? How, make him so real to me. Let me tell you, when he's so real to you, 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 you really, you're okay with dying for him, actually. You really don't mind that at all. You have no fear of dying, no fear of heaven, going to heaven. You just kind of don't want to suffer on the way out. You know what I'm saying? Like this one, learn. And, but Stephen didn't suffer on the way out, but only because he had such a revelation of the son. Amen? So we're going we're gonna to be a people who get to a, such a revelation of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I've seen the Lord two times. Um, I've seen him more than two times, but I saw him one time when I was in, being very persecuted, and it was a split second. It was so powerful just to even see it that I fell out. And weeped and weeped and everybody thought I was crying because of my daughter dying a, a year before or whatever. But the truth was I was worshiping God and worshiping God and worshiping God. And when I looked up, for, and I was being persecuted at the time, I looked up and for a split second I saw the Lord standing at the right hand of the Father, like stood up. And the minute I saw it, I was out. And I cried. I mean, I'm talking snot and everything. You know what I'm talking, I'm talking about? I'm talking about the crying where they keep throwing Kleenex boxes at you and nobody knows what to do and anybody's scared to get near you. I'm talking like, I just cried and cried and cried and cried and snotted and snotted I'm sorry just I it was like it was like the messy um I don't listen to Carrie Underwood that much but I know she has a song about crying is not pretty or something like that and I just cried and cried 
And other people are like, oh, is she, is she going through grief from her daughter dying, which had been a few years before that. But the truth was I had just gone through a lot of persecution, was thrown out of a church, and was really abused in that church. And I forgave and I walked in love and all those kind of things. And me and that pastor are Facebook friends now. But here was the thing. When I finished all that, I said, God, what was that? He said, I just completely healed you from all that abuse you went through. And that was it. And I said, well, why? And the abuse had just happened. I'd ha actually just hit the finale of the abuse at that service. It was a worship service. And you know what? He doesn't pour out that grace until it's over. He'll give you the grace to get through. But when it's over, God will pour out the supernatural um, healing. And if you go through things and you don't get that healing, you're going to have a heart at heart. So you need to spend some time and say, Lord, I think you need to heal my heart. Amen? But let me tell you, one split second of looking in the throne room of God and you can't even take it. How many, are so, how many are really ready for encounters with God? How many are really ready to see him, to walk with him? You, have, you cannot encounter him and not live holy. If you encounter him and you don't leave wanting to be holy, you didn't encounter him. You encountered a counterfeit. And we got a lot of delusional people these days. But when you really encounter him, he's so holy. He's so awesome. He, he, he destroys everything that needs to be destroyed in you. Amen? And you belong to him. That's going to be his bride. That's where we are. Where are we at? God is preparing a people who completely sell out and love him. Amen? Now, don't get upset. Everybody doesn't have to want that. He said in his house, there's many different kind of vessels. So you pick which vessel you want to be. I want to be gold. Minimum silver. Amen? <laughs> Amen. Okay. I got a silver car, you know. Amen. You get to choose these things. You know, he gives us so much freedom to choose. It's for freedom that he sets us free. He only wants somebody to become gold who wants to be gold. You can get in with the others. It's just everything of your works is going to burn up to nothing. I don't want my works to burn up to nothing. I only want to do what he wants. Amen. Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.